Welcome back to the 72. We have Colin and Ted here. We're uh, working on our second episode now. We've had our maiden voyage and now we're off to sea. We are on the waters and uh, so we're glad you're <laughs> listening <good>. in. <laughs> on the waters. I like that. We're glad you're listening in and this is uh, it's a fun little journey we've been on already. Ted shared about his uh, interesting ripping Bible stories, and I opened <laughs> up about a couple things as well, and it's Song kind of writing. some <laughs> shenanigans that are a little bit more controlled here, so it's really cool. Uh, yeah, last episode we talked about why is CLBI so important to me, personally, to us, why is it important, and uh, we really... We're able to explore this idea of maybe a little bit of nostalgia and a little bit of the purpose behind the things that happened to us when we were younger or maybe that have happened to us previously that are coming back to us, but not in the way... And how God uses that, yeah. yeah. Not in the way that we anticipated. Yeah. And it's totally God doing God things. Hashtag classic God. <laughs> On uh, this episode, episode two, we'd like to talk about why is CLBI so important? Last episode was in why is CLBI so important to me? We're shaving it down a little bit. Why is CLBI so important? What are your thoughts, Ted? Yeah, and why is why is Bible school in general so important? As uh, as we'll look a little bit later at some alumni quotes and just realizing one of the things that was stated in there is there's just there's so few Bible schools remaining in general, and uh, CLBI is the last of the LBI mm -hmm. movements in North America, which is uh, both exciting, uh, fascinating, and and curious to to how they how they don't stick out sometimes and why and and, and just looking at as as we dig down to the why mm -hmm. uh, removing a, a few words in these questions as we move along in the episodes but one of the things that I that I had thoughts about and 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 I love words so I like to explore words <laughs> and every once in a while the words kind of flow together and I uh, and I like the depth of meaning and, and God speaks to me in contrast but Huh. Uh, thinking about, yeah, why is Bible school in general and why is CLBI important? We'll talk a little bit later from uh, some quotes and discussion with Dan mm -hmm. uh, about, about why is CLBI important to yeah. alumni. And just looking at this, a couple of things that I've been thinking about uh, in terms of the importance of CLBI in Bible school. Um, one of the things might be this. We need to clear our eyes and attenuate the noises all around mm. us. To be able to see and hear that Jesus is at work in the world that right now, <laughs> hashtag 2020 is three years long in a world of chaos, but a place to halt the panic of the demands of culture around us and experience how Jesus is redeeming grace is digging into the grit of our lives, our questions, and our wondering. I love that grit. Yeah. That that word, the grit sticks out. It's just like, oh man, it's not necessarily a negative right. thing. Yeah. But it's like, oh, everybody knows the feeling of sand in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh that oh, that's 
that's it's not noticed. supposed to be there but you're just like this isn't gonna kill me but and this grit you hear of like uh especially when there's the hockey players those those guys that just they may not be the best talented but they're like oh that's he's gritty he's yeah. in the corners he's throwing elbows he's and it is so it's needed but in in another sense you're just like yeah, i don't like it yeah but it's completely necessary it's a, it sticks out only for a four-letter word it yeah. really jumps it jumps out of that when you, you talk about hockey players and i'm thinking of the grit uh we were canoeing yesterday we mentioned that briefly it, um we were on mirror lake with some grade fivers physically distancing and masks with masks with yeah. masks but the the second the grade fiver I had, uh, just tiny little girl, but she never stopped paddling. There wasn't a whole lot of power there, but I had to force her to stop a few times because she just <laughs> she was just a machine. She had grit. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I really think about that and determination. And there's, there's determination there, yeah, and 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 that fits with our lives, our questions and our wonderings and. And sometimes in our lives, those, those questions and wonderings and, and some of the things of our life just kind of zip on by. And so CLBI is important because there is that place of pause, of halting. The, the often panic around us, and that's what yeah. our COVID experience mm-hmm. has been. Most often people that weren't in crisis financially really... Uh, have enjoyed this sense of rest and reflection and we need that how Mm -hmm. important is that to us which comes back to this teaching that we're we're learning here at COBI this kairos this this how is God breaking in and how's God messing with you as you always put uh, those words are so great but without uh, stopping and listening you don't know you don't know what God's doing and, and God will keep on doing that he'll keep on breaking in but it's like a conversation if we're having a conversation and i'm like if all i'm talking about is i can't wait to know what ted thinks i want ted to speak his words are so awesome i just want ted to (laughs) and all i'm doing is talking and being like i can't wait i love what ted says and i love what he did and i don't give you the opportunity or i don't even give myself the opportunity to stop because my my mom like growing up it was just like just be quiet you don't have to be the last the one with you don't always have to have the last word you like just like (laughs) my wife bless her soul she's an amazing lady and she does it so discreetly when we're in conversation sitting side by side she'll reach under the table and just (laughs) touch the side of my leg which means listen touch don't talk all the time nip it yeah emily's got a look and i'm like okay yeah and that's that (laughs) but how important it is is it to halt Mm -hmm. and listen to attenuate some of those noises, to clear our eyes, to be able to pay attention to that that ripe time, that mm. that, that that birthing time, that that kairos where God is and there's a, breaking in. There's a lot of humility in it because yeah. if I don't, if I think what I always have to say is, you know, everybody must hear. Like, why yeah. would I listen when I have so much to share? Yeah. It's like there's. There's quite a bit of arrogance there, and I, I find myself when I get into those modes, I'm really <laughs> just like that. What's that definition of sin? Is curving in on oneself. Yeah. It, I just become so self-obsessed, even within a matter of minutes of like, 
when I'm chatting with friends, it's this, like, the, I don't sense humility in me talking yeah. in that moment. And it's like, wow, this has really become all about me. Yeah. And so this humility of being like, take a breath, kind of, even if it's physically talking, you know, take a breath, wind down the conversation, involve others. That's what makes podcasts yeah. so good and uh, enjoyable and useful for people. It might be one person speaking, yeah. but maybe they speak in a way that's, they know that listeners don't just want to hear a stream of words or if there's multiple people or if there's a talk show. Talk shows have been around forever. Yes. And like, well, I grew up with Jay Leno and David Letterman and these guys that just, and now Jimmy Fallon. Johnny Carson for me. Johnny Carson, yeah. <laughs> and now David Letterman's got his Netflix special. But there's there's like almost a science to interacting with people. Yeah. And you don't know it when you're a viewer. You're like, oh, wow, their chemistry is really great. Bing, bang, boom. And it works better with some others. But this idea of it's like this game of tennis. Uh, and you, cannot, you can't beat somebody in tennis or you can't win and you can't even play the game yep. by yourself. And it's yep. this natural back and forth and these ebbs and flows that I think it's like, oh, yeah, there are times when God says, I... I want you to speak. I want you to proclaim these words. Yep. And there are times where the uh, the proverbial finger to the lips, like the, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. you know, he's not smacking me. He's not nope. shut up. Shh, 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 shh. My yeah. my turn now. There's something going on yeah, here. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. And 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 that kind of gets into another thing that we're kind of discussing in the preparation in terms of what's the value of CLBI um, because it doesn't necessarily in a practical way uh, practical mm, it does in very practical ways move our lives forward mm -hmm. uh, career wise it, yeah. it's not necessarily a, one of those stepping stones that oftentimes we're very much looking for in our lives and so what is the value of taking one or two years here we do have a, a degree program that is accepted uh, in in places, but but that's that, that's quite a fine uh, yeah. a direction there. So looking at the whole aspect of in quotes uh, a waste of time, and there is incredible <laughs> fruit and value, um, and, and 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 especially in crucial experiences to waste our time listening. Mm -hmm. to how God is breaking in as as we wrestle with some of these gritty questions and wonderings to be able to do that is highly valuable and and I see more and more uh, valuable the further my years are away from my experience as a student as I shared in the last episode how that yeah. Romans class will jump back up at me. <laughs> the chapel that I did which I will share sometime it will jump back up at me and those things have value beyond our mm -hmm. understanding so would you consider that a waste of time yeah not at all not even close yeah then this yeah. it's it's like how we're viewing uh, even in in society, mental health, for instance, yep. obviously there's the stigmas and stuff, but we've learned to redefine it because we don't we, say mental illness anymore. No, it's not mental illness, and you're not brain damaged, and you're, like 
when there's like depression, let's say it's like, well, you're not sent to an asylum when you're depressed or when you're struggling with addictions or when you're going through this. And you're not less than. Yeah. You're just, you just have, you do have this and obviously it, it takes some (laughs) humility to accept that. Yeah, I do have these things, but we had to shift the definition. We had to change the definition because it wasn't what we thought it was. And we're, we're learning and we, we have to accept that things are going to change. And so perhaps this definition of waste of time yes. is not what we thought it was. And yeah. there will always be things out there that do, in fact, <laughs> waste our time. And We certain- all know what distractions <laughs> really are. <laughs> yeah, I know they're going through your thoughts right now. And yep. you're like, nope, that's not a waste of time. Nope, I love that. Blah, blah. Yeah. And they're different. A lot of things are different for a lot of people. But this concept of waste of time perhaps it's not what you thought it was and that's that's what i it it speaks to me now being like i i get why people think certain things are a waste of time it doesn't check their boxes it doesn't yeah oh it doesn't tick the the certain things the criteria yeah well then sometimes you gotta (laughs) take the boxes out of there yeah sometimes perhaps our criteria needs to change shift that, that's so good and 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 as you're talking i'm thinking of uh, this other line that uh we have written down here for our notes um, um the next series is going to be about joining jesus on his mission which comes from a couple of books by uh, the lutheran author greg finke um, whom uh, has agreed to be on the next podcast so i'm looking forward to having a conversation with him but he talks about the nature of and he and he talks about it in the context of church what we do in here is not for us in here. Mm-hmm. What we do in here is for out there. Hmm. And so there's always there's always a direction arrow that shifts yeah. with CLBI. It's not just for this bubble of experience. And and man, we love the memories and oh, we love man. watching them create memories here. And you, right? The five levels of hammocks <laughs> in the trees. Yeah, like or or the hot insanity. tub in Brant's uh, yeah. uh truck brant was part of a lot of those I brant think was, yeah. hope you're listening brant <laughs> <laughs> so good but that is it, it, those are important experiences and god uses those in various ways but what we do in here cannot be an official waste of time because it's for out there mm-hmm. in all aspects of our life uh, but not necessarily a distinct stepping stone in a yeah. career trajectory and 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 and, that, and I, that's what I really like about um, criteria shift, um, because we need to recognize that it's a different criteria. What we mm-hmm. do in here is for out there. And I think of even even in sports and athletes, whenever they're uh, well, when they're growing, when you can see that like the arc from a player, maybe when they started. Like even in oh. I've been watching like the MJ the document, yeah. the last, last dance. dance. It's so like crazy. Good. He was. He was amazing right off the bat, but obviously his trajectory became the best basketball player ever. Or I even think of a simple, I'm a baseball nut, and when the batters are in the, they're, uh, they're on deck, they're waiting to come up, they toss these large weights or the rings or whatever on the bat. So now they're in this ring over there. They're not in the batter's box yet. That's they're so warming good. up. They're yep. using this weight, and you're like, what are you doing? 
That's not an actual weight of a bat. That's and not, they're swinging to get the timing, and, too. Yeah, and yeah. they're not even most ball players. They don't, they don't do their full swing yeah. when they're on deck. They, do, they go through the motion, motions. They're, they're warming up. They're yep. even watching yep. all the psychology in totally. baseball. Oh, I love it all. <laughs> they're it's watching so the pitcher. They're watching the signs. They're, the atmosphere, what's going on. Yeah. But if you literally just focused on the batters in the – in the on deck circle, you're like, this is a he dumb is game. Physically doing nothing, <laughs> and this game is ridiculous. That's He's so got good. a big, goofy bat that's way too wow. heavy. But in hopes that once he gets into the batter's box, in whatever way possible, he's ready. Yeah. He may not be the best at anything, and he may even strike out. That's a statistical possibility. But he's ready, and he's preparing over there. So he's good. not even in the game. Yep. He's not even in the field of play. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the camera has to specifically <laughs> yeah. watch them and cut yeah. away to that to, in, order to, exactly. in order for him to be part of the game. But that and, would be a waste of time. You're not yeah. even playing the game. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh. Now I get what you Can you imagine if nobody ever went into the batter's box? If they just stood there every time? If athletes never warmed up before games. Oh, you know, or injuries. if we didn't prepare when we yeah. had something to do. Like this, even the podcast. It's like, yep. what a waste of time with us writing notes and having these conversations. Well, you're not recording. Yeah. You're not doing the podcast right now. You're not doing these things. What? A, and it, I mean, a lot of people understand the concept of preparation, but yep. it can be viewed as a waste of time so is it perhaps, that's so good perhaps but perhaps not yeah uh, i love that yeah looking at why is clbi important why is the bible school experience important and uh, uh that's that's fantastic we looking at this this moment to yeah to attenuate the noise to halt mm -hmm. the panic to be able to see clearly those are all important like things tune in and stop that's right tune in and stop and we want to hear some of those alumni voices and and we have dan shepherd with us today and so we want to have a little bit of a conversation with him about his experience and why is CLBI important from his perspective, both to him and in general. And then he's going to read and we're going to discuss some of uh, the alumni quotes about why is CLBI important. So let's talk to Dan now. Hey, Dan, glad you could join us today. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. That's really good. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we uh, jump into all this. Yeah, so my name is Dan Shepard, and uh, I am a alumni of CLBI. Or alumnus, I think is the proper term. Alumni is plural. I can't remember which is which. No, so I can never remember. <laughs> we'll use both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an alumnus nigh. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yes. Um, but yeah, I uh, came to CLBI in 2009 and finished my second year program in 2011. And then uh, actually just recently, I uh, kind of received my full four-year degree uh, from CLBI. Congrats, uh, we graduated together. You yeah, and exactly. It was <laughs> Me 26 years later, yeah, though. I know, right? It's <laughs> Timelines don't matter here no. at CLBI. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I recently finished my, got my fourth year uh, degree from the school. And um, uh, now I currently actually serve on the board of trustees with CLBI. I'm part of the alumni committee and uh, kind of part of my work on that board has been just finding new avenues in which to engage uh, alumni to the school and keep that 
uh, relationship kind of growing and you know continuing onward even years after the fact people have left the school so heck of a committee too yeah it, all all a- three <laughs> of us technically well, who's the third once uh, we have uh, Ryan Dittman oh, as our yes. other yeah yeah <laughs> and then and Colin myself. and then Colin is our our staff um, liaison liaison yeah so and originally at one point it was just me and Colin the smallest committee ever um, but yeah no it's been a, a great blessing to uh, use the passions I have for connecting our alumni to this school and just kind of keeping that relationship strong. And um, and now, actually, uh, my time will be winding down with the board because I'll actually be uh, coming on to uh, the, the uh, staff uh, as a short-term staff mm-hmm. member uh, in the fall. So that's the My plan. academic assistant. Yes. Uh, I love it. So he's it worked is. with me now a little bit. Now yeah, it's man. Ted's now turn I get yeah. to have some Dan. Yeah. Woot, woot. <laughs> exactly. But no, actually, that's a good segue into... Uh, what we have Dan uh, doing this episode because we sent out on social media a questionnaire for alumni to share their thoughts on simply why is CLBI so important? That's literally the only question they got to answer. I said you can write as much as you want, as little as you want. So we got the results and printed them off and ripped off the dot matrix. Wow, I can't believe you have that technology still. That's amazing. Yeah, no, we got all the results and so we thought we'd kind of share them in this episode and Dan will kind of read through some of the points and interesting tidbits of what was mentioned. And this has a lot to do with alumni and so I'm sure it's kind of, this is kind of a two-sided thing as uh, kind of a partner in this podcast, but also being part of the alumni committee, it's like, wow, this is this is valuable information. We're not just going to take this and be like, oh, that was neat, just the one time. But this kind of goes into the valuable information file folder for the alumni committee. But yeah, so these are the questions. Uh, what simple question that we asked was that why is CLBI so important? So Dan will dive into their responses. And first, a little bit of his own. What's, what's, why is CLBI so important to you specifically? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, I think, uh, how much time do we have? An hour? I could probably go for an hour. Hour it's and a half. <laughs> it's a, okay, cool. Awesome. We don't get paid quite the, enough. This is so. the, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the extended edition of this podcast. <laughs> the three <laughs> hour like runtime. Yeah, director's cut. Yeah. Um, no, for me, I guess to put it into a bit of a nutshell, uh, the phrase that kind of came to mind when I was pondering this question was CLBI for me was sort of like a rite of passage in the sense of kind of taking that next step in my life for uh, maturity and development as an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess a little backstory, a little testimony, if you will, to kind of back up you know, what CLBI really means to me. Um, when I graduated high school, I took a year off and uh, I uh, basically just worked and did some other things. And it was just kind of time to, you know, live outside of public education. And uh, at the end of that year, though, um, I knew I had a desire to go to university. Uh, I have a passion for fine arts and drama, and that's kind of my thing. Um, but I didn't feel confident with mm-hmm. the idea of going to university, I felt overwhelmed by the prospect. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I was going through a lot of personal turmoil, right? My self-esteem wasn't that great. Um, I was just feeling isolated in my own hometown. Um, I just felt like I was kind of spinning my wheels, so to speak. 
And so uh, essentially uh, my mom and I, we, we had a good heart to heart about it. And, uh, you know, she had been, she had been kind of, you know, encouraging me, poking at me, maybe twisting my arm to go to CLBI. And, you know, we have a lot of family history <laughs> with the school. And, uh, and I was very reluctant because at the time I was like, oh, it's okay, whatever. I'll just go to university and God will be with me there. So I don't need to go to Bible school. I'm a Christian enough, right? That was my attitude <laughs> at the time. And, um, but no, but she, you know, she just said like, Hey, Dan, it, it looks like you need to get away out of town. You need to stretch your legs, meet some new people, get a new experience and just, you know, shake things off because right now being in this area is not good for you. Mm. Um, you're just kind of stuck here. Moms so, are wise. I know, right? She's mm. very wise. <laughs> and so, uh, she said, you know, Dan, if, if you agree to do this, you know, your father and I, we will pay for your entire first year at CLBI. We'll cover it all. And I'm nice. like, where do I sign? <laughs> but at the time, I actually wasn't quite, I didn't quite understand what I was kind of getting myself into. Right. Um, Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> As everybody states when they get here, they're yeah, it's like, like, oh, whoa. no. <laughs> what have I done? Because <laughs> um, at the time, I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll meet some new people. We'll sing some songs. A good time. It's like Bible camp, only at school. And that was kind of my thinking about it. I, I didn't mm. quite think about the deeper implications of that. Uh, but when I arrived here, it totally kind of flipped my world upside down because I started asking the really important questions like, mm. what do I believe in? I believe in Jesus. Okay, that's great. But what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Who is mean? Jesus? Who is God? Yeah. Who's the Holy Spirit? What does this mean? What's the big deal? And what does this imply for your life? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that mean for my life living as a Christian? And I think it was, uh, was kind of like a, one of those, you know, take a hard, long look in the mirror moments for me. <laughs> and I actually being serious, like, okay, I, I know, you know, growing up, I've been a Christian, but did I really understand what that meant fully, you know? Which is fine. I mean, high school is that time and it's of... it's an honest place to be at. It, You're it, like, I don't really I don't know. know. I'm just going to play on my... Am I going to take it or am I going to leave it? Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah, I'm just going to play on my PlayStation 2 and that's yeah. all I need to care about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the that was kind of the, 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 the emphasis, the catalyst of me not only just relocating uh, from BC, where I'm originally from, to Alberta, mm -hmm. but also just, you know, being engaged in the community, being engaged in my faith, having that be a real part of you know, the real emphasis of who I am mm -hmm. as an individual. And I think that development was really important because I don't even know, I don't even want to think about who I would have become if I had skipped this yeah. and like gone to university or maybe a different kind of career field without mm -hmm. this kind of, you know, development in my life. So, yeah, that's a nutshell version, by the way. I could go more and more. But <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the phrasing that you used kind of to, that you, I don't know if you said that when, when you were coming here, this, this sense of rite of passage, mm -hmm. uh, or if that's a reflective look. At, yeah. But that, that's intriguing, the sense of moving from something to another and being very intentional about marking that. That's, mm -hmm. that's really profound. What, what do you think... Um, kind of uh, fleshes out that that marking of a significant movement in in terms of the rite of passage what do you think th th fleshes that out for your experience when you realize that that it was a rite of passage it's a good question um <laughs> <laughs> long dramatic pauses no for me i think um yeah, I think looking back on it, on the whole experience, like having 
the uh, detachment from the home, right? Because right. that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. do when they go to post-secondary. Cut the cord a little bit. Yep. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're kind of, okay, they're no longer in their family home. They're, yeah. you know, I'm a province over from my folks, right? Um, it was just, I think, yeah, having that sense of, you know, um, okay, you've taken off the training wheels, in you go. Kind of going into the deep end. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a productive and, and safe way. I never felt like I, you know, was... Af- I was I wasn't, like, afraid for my life. Like, it was a safe but challenging time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It was a time of, like, okay, I'm in a community where people, you know, support me, they love me, we have trust with each other. But there were still, like, serious questions to be asked about, you know, what I was feeling, what I had gone through in my right. young adult, in my, you know, teenager life. And, and I think, yeah, just having... Having those, yeah, those those people who would listen and would really kind of take in what you're saying, yeah, and not necessarily give you advice. They they weren't there, but like but okay, they care, yeah, yeah. They're like okay, well, the Dan, care, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that was kind of lacking a bit from my social circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I had really good friends, like no no you know uh, shade thrown at them or anything like that. But I think when it's you know on that level of, of a faith to faith connection mm-hmm. and understanding of like, you know, having God in the picture, it, it means a lot more to me. Um, there's a lot more purpose behind that, I think. Right, right. So, purpose behind that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really good. Well, and when I think about a rite of passage, they're, they're, they're not random. There, there's, there's depth to them. Like mm-hmm. I just think about confirmation is sort yeah. of a rite of passage in the church, and it's, and it's, it's, it's been there for a very long period of time. So there is that sense of care and safety and presence and relationship in, in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea of what are our rites of passage yeah. in our culture today? Yeah. Because there's a lot of them. In a sen- well, and they're diminishing in a sense, but mm-hmm. there are a little more chaotic and, and random, I think. Right. In, in a lot of senses. So that's that's really profound that you think about that as a, a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, let's look at some of these quotes. Yeah. Which totally. one jumps out at you? Oh, goodness. Um, I think, just have some notes here, some highlights. Uh, I like this one right here. It jumps out. It says, it was the place Jesus used to show me the beautiful truth of the gospel and my need for it. Mm. I think that really stands out, the need I think I can. I think that resonates with me, especially. Do I, you know? Why do I need this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's something I hadn't really considered up to that point in my life. You know, and why? the fact of needing something before you even know about it. Uh-huh. I was chatting with Ted earlier before, as we were talking about this. It's like I needed it before I even knew it existed, mm-hmm. which is such a like such a foreign concept. It's like it's not the same as nowadays. We create the need of a f- of phones. Right. Now it's just a need. We make it, so then we need it. But this was like the need was made when I was born. It was created when I was born. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand it. But now that I'm at a place where I can understand it, like, whoa. I didn't all of a sudden acquire the need. I just understood it better. That yeah. It's, it's yeah. really interesting how I learned about my need, just the way they, they worded it. It was like it was there before I was here, and I just caught up to it. Mm-hmm. And I love that this this alumnus here, because uh, I'm using that right, singulars alumnus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, d- describes it as the beautiful truth of the gospel, as opposed to just the clear truth or mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or or the certain truth. But the beautiful truth is mm. a fascinating phrasing for that. And 
uh, I, I think that's extraordinary, and, and we see that. And, and sometimes we're surprised by beauty. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that's a really important one and how that shows up. Yeah, there's, it's an emotional response, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like, yeah. you know, when a groom sees their bride for the first time walking down the aisle. Yeah. I've had oh, friends man. just like break down to tears. Totally. Yeah, when it's it, like, it's so totally. beautiful. And like, it's that same kind and of. I was good. I yeah. was good. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like crying. That happens to me as a pastor and doing the wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the like, doors. The tears. <laughs> flung open the doors were just like boom open and I'm, it was yeah i didn't start weeping but i was like like my, <laughs> my throat just decided to close up there was yeah. no and i was just like whoa it just mm-hmm. it just hit me and that's yeah that's a that's an yeah. interesting metaphor to compare it, that to yeah i think i think it's the idea of like you know um the beauty of the gospel causes that same mm, kind yeah. of <gasps> what inherent your but it's like a knee it's like getting your reflexes tested. I'm not mm. thinking, Kate, my knee, Kate, kick when the hammer <laughs> yeah. hits yeah. my knee. It's, yeah, no, it's your body is created to do this. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I yeah. think we're created to do this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like even, and not to say like, I don't want to kind of paint the picture that, you know, in order to have a, 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 a real um, noteworthy or, or significant right. faith, you need to ball your eyes out. No. It's just, but it's just, I think it's, that's the response that we get, whether it be outwardly or inwardly, right? I know yeah. a lot of people who are stoic that see the beauty of the gospel, right? even though they may not be the most emotional about it, right? Mm-hmm. So but there's still a response, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the key thing. It's not just, meh. That, that's not yeah. the response to the yeah. beauty of the gospel. Even yeah. internal, yeah. like, even yeah. though they may not know it. And it's like, yeah. we're not pursuing the response, because then that gets a little... Yeah. You know, that's extremely shallow. I, shallow. I'm pursuing this emotional breakdown right. moment. Mm-hmm. Those just happen. So yeah. I'm pursuing what may or may not cause that. Either way, it's worth pursuing. Sort yeah. Of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is rich. Yeah. Our need and the beautiful truth mm-hmm. that, that, that shows up. Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, this, is, this is an important experience here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's another one that uh, jumps out at you, Dan? Uh, there's one here uh, that says, it provides foundational biblical teaching at a crucial time in young people's lives. Yeah. yeah. The timing. Yeah. Timing. Crucial. Exactly. Yeah. What sticks out for you in that? I think it's just uh, knowing how, you know, once you leave that, you know, public education and you start that next phase of your life, whether it be right out of high school or one or two years after the fact, mm-hmm. you know, you're really in probably the most formative time of your life because you're starting to concretely define yeah. what your worldview is. That's right. What do you think is true? You got, you got big decisions yeah. coming up in the not so far future. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, because you're determining what you think is true, what do you believe to be right or, you know, what your morals are, your values. Mm-hmm. All those things are really starting to form because you're no longer under the mm-hmm. umbrella of the day-to-day High school You're education. Capable now. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> it's. I think it's really starting to kind of get tested and yeah. become more of a real thing. So um, the one, the one kind of memory that jumps out of uh, for me out of this passage actually uh, comes from uh, a time I had at university. It was my first year, and uh, this was a couple years after CLBI. And uh, me and a friend, we went to a, a class. I can't remember what the class is about or what the topic was, but I do remember my friend's reaction, her reaction to that class after the fact. You know, we walked out and she was like, 
I can't believe the world is like this. And her mind was just blown. And she's like, this is amazing. As if she had like woken up from like a 10-year coma and saw color for the first time. Everything has been revealed. Yeah. So, and like, you know, which is understandable. That's, you know, when you learn something, wow, it's amazing. Um, But the thing that I found to kind of be, that was kind of concerning was the fact that she kind of just latched onto this philosophy uh, right. and didn't really weigh it or 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 test it, test it or criticize it. She's just like, yes, this is the truth. Oh, you know, it and sounds right, yeah. so it must be. Exactly. Kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like what we talked about a beautiful, uh, a beautiful truth, a response mm, to it, and, right. and it was a response to something different. Yeah. Yeah. And so my concern with my friend was that you know she kind of took this this idea on Mm -hmm. full-fledged she never really questioned it or Mm -hmm. weighed it and i think and and, you know for me like that philosophy had some problems with it i didn't agree with it you know it comes from a secular worldview whatever right and i think that was kind of concerning because i was like well you know when i went to clbi like yes i was really gung-ho about the whole program i loved it i enjoyed it you know it had ups and downs whatever but i always remember learning the idea of like taking what we were being taught and weighing it, mm-hmm. you know, putting up to scripture, putting up to the Bible, making sure it actually right. works yeah. and makes sense. To calibrate it. Yeah. Mm. And so, and not just taking it, okay, cool, that's the truth, that's it, we're good, let's yeah. go. Blind, um, <laughs> just the, blindly following. Yeah. And I found the ability to have healthy discussions and theological mm-hmm. musings about, you know, what truth is and what Jesus says and what that does that mean. And that's a podcast for another day. But <laughs> um, I think it's like, yeah, it's a crucial time for people that age to be starting to, to kind of draw it out, okay, what are they accepting to be true and why, you know, and actually questioning that. And that's okay to question yeah. it. There's, there's no shame in that. That's part of the process. That's how you it's come. It's often the question we don't realize we need. Yeah. Hey, I'm, we should do a podcast on that question. Why we need the why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sequel. <laughs> Sequel. Yeah. Prequel. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> awesome. Let's look at one more quote. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, yeah, the one that kind of stands out to me, and I mean, I share this with a little bit of reluctance because it's such a common, common phrase I always heard mm. about everyone who promotes Bring it school. on, Dan. It's Bring like, it oh, like you hear this all the time, but it's, but it, but it's true. Uh, friends from CLBI are the ones who have remained steadfast. Uh, it's a, it's a very cliche. Kind of, it's a common. Yeah. You'll make lifelong friends at CLBI, yeah. and the best friends I ever made. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the, the, that point of view at all. It's mm-hmm. true. It is very true. And you don't, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, but that's the sad part that you're like as cliche mm-hmm. as that is. It's like well, maybe certain cliches form out of having no other way to explain it and you're like this is what happens it's not a universal thing obviously circumstances with each individual person but yeah that's it sticks out because it's like that's something that is less common i wouldn't say nowadays just in life in general like i was from saskatchewan now all of my friends in two years all my friends that were pretty much closest to me we're from alberta now Mm -hmm. so i was like oh crap Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then people coming and going it's it doesn't make sense if if a life takes you all over the place that there would be a one place in particular that would provide this firm foundation of friendships especially so early Mm -hmm. on in your life when things are changing as you said and you're like this shouldn't be 
but it be. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it be. But it be, as the kids say. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that is great. Uh, read that whole quote. You quoted the the last little bit of that. Okay, right? the, the entire yeah. the, read entire, the thing? entire thing. Okay. because that, in a sense, to kind of sum up our uh, our episode today, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of what why is CLBI so important. So yeah. read that whole quote. It's good. Yeah, it says, uh, "In our fast-paced world, it gives a moment of pause to reflect for a year or two on what is important, to build relationships not only with the Lord, but also with our peers." It gives the ability to be grounded. I graduated from CLBI in the 80s, and the friends from CLBI are the ones who have remained steadfast. Yeah, that's so rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the depth of relationships that we just talked about. But this and that's sense, near 40 years ago. They yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That, that, that's powerful. And it's crazy, because when I first read this, I was expecting, yeah. a, oh, I wonder if this was someone from my generation, yeah, exactly. my year. Two, three yeah. years ago, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah two like, or three. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just looked at it like, oh, the 80s, Wow. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> I, I can't. Well, we don't have second, to get you know? into. We we apologize to the author of this quote. That's, yeah. that's not our aim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but so uh, but still, it's like that that fundamental truth still resonates. Yeah. Years yes. after the fact, yeah. and uh, I know, like for me, my friends, like actually, I was just talking before we started recording, talking to Ted about how I just had like a, a good old Zoom chat with some of my close friends from CLBI and. We were like the we, we kind of called ourselves the, the four musketeers that, we, that was kind of our, our four you know kind of main group there and you know just checking up on how our lives are going and and also like keeping each other accountable. Has like he made that, swords for all of you? Not yet. What? I, I'll get on them. I'm not sure when that'll happen. But <laughs> that's yet another podcast. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a new series, uh, making swords with Will Hoff. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but even like like with them and like I think yeah I was just. Uh, astounded by you know one of them said oh yeah can we like help each other be accountable yeah. whatever that may be whether it be yeah. in their work whether it be in their you know personal health their you know um, uh, biblical life all those kind of things right it was like yeah this is still resonating you know 10 years after we are fact. all very different from when we were here yeah and yet it very, still is yeah, unwavering and uh, sustaining yeah, yeah very true yeah, and so why is CLBI so important? And start of our discussion was this sense of a, a place to halt the panic of the demands around us, and and that's what this one, uh, oh yeah, one alumna, alumna. And we wrote said. this stuff before we read. I know these it's quotes. so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's that's almost what, that stuck the me. exact struck same me. Uh, words. Very similar. That yeah. this this person wrote. Yeah. So. W- w- Having these conversations on why is CLBI so important, why is Bible college experience so mm-hmm. important, is really, really rich. It digs into some of that why as we begin to unpack that. So mm-hmm. thanks mm-hmm. so much, Dan, yeah. for yeah. joining us on Series 1, Episode 2. Yeah, <laughs> the third the person with Dan. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> thank so you good. so much. And uh, if I could just quickly say to any alumni who are, are listening, first off, thank you so much for all these. There's there's so many responses we got yeah. mm-hmm. we were able to touch upon today. But um, I would just encourage any alumni listening to this just to make sure that you're using these experiences to talk to the next generation, right, to support the school and also mm-hmm. its mission of, mm-hmm. you know, raising up, you know, young and young men and women for the gospel, right? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of these experiences that I'm reading here would be very significant for those who are just coming out of high school, maybe even midway through, 
uh, you know, university degree and maybe want to take a break or even mm-hmm. finishing a university degree and yeah. wanting to recalibrate their lives. We've had people coming from all walks of life at CLBI, mm-hmm. right? It's not just straight out of high school, school. So yeah. yeah, I just encourage alumni to do that. It would just be so great. Yeah, so that's good. solid. That's, that's a good message to hear for alumni because it's just like you forget that it was like, it's not just CLBI was and my life moved on. It's yeah. Like, no, things are moving and things are happening right now mm-hmm. that you can be a part of. Totally. Awesome. Well, this was good. Good time mm-hmm. chatting, good time pondering some really important things and uh, digging into that why. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, send them on over to podcast at clbi.edu. E-D-U. <laughs> so glad you joined Cullen and Dan and I on this episode too. Peace out. See you guys later. Bye. You've been listening to The 72 Podcast, presented by the Canadian Lutheran Bible Institute in Camrose, Alberta, Canada.